Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced that you're taking time to listen to this episode today. And this episode is the final episode of 2020. I know a lot of us are excited to say that, right? The final something of 2020. This year has been nothing short of a lot. (laughs) It's been a lot for everyone who has been going through this, whether they've experienced the worst of the worst or even just slightly above that. Uh, This is just has been a year that everybody's been hit with something of another. And as excited as we are to take that step to the next year, to 2021, to look ahead and kind of and put this year behind all of us, there is still some value in us taking a moment to reflect, to take a minute to look at this previous year in any way that you want to, but just taking a moment to step back and think, all right, what did I experience? What did I learn? How will I take this lesson and the things that I've learned into the next the next year as we transition into this next phase? So that's what this episode is all about. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the On The Mic With Ray White podcast. Essentially, this is me providing a platform and space to reflect on the various things that we experience in life, to pull out the lessons that we can take with us as we take action in the areas that we want to move into the goals that we set for ourselves, the uh, opportunities that we want to reach, the heights that we want to see and and excel to. And I'm a reflective guy. I do all that a lot. So you hear a lot of those stories and reflections throughout the podcast if you listen to previous episodes. Speaking of which, (laughs) let's talk about the podcast for a moment. So not only is this going to be a reflective of 2020. This is also a quick reflection of the OTM podcast within itself because we have just reached two years of this podcast in existence. Y'all, what? Two years of On the Michael Dwayne White? Yeah, it's been two years. It's, it's, it's blowing my mind as well. I, I sat back and I'm like, yeah, I actually have been doing this for a couple of years now. And really quick, the things that I've grown to learn as I've been working into this space for the past two years. Uh, With doing two years, 70 episodes in total, had 11 guests on the podcast so far. I have been able to uh, be asked to do five speaking gigs over the course of this last year, especially uh, five speaking gigs while in this time of the podcast, as well as utilize the knowledge that I've learned of developing podcasts, content creation, digital marketing, social media, all that kind of stuff to help two clients get their uh, strategies off the ground and even their content and podcasts off the ground as well. And that's just, you know, a small snippet <laughs> of some of the, the the tangible things that I was able to do. But the intangibles, the qualitative actions of just building up confidence, practicing consistency, practicing crafting a message, being able to learn how to navigate all the ins and outs of running a business, <laughs> a solo business, solo for in that regard. And, and using those techniques that I pulled from just my life, from work, family, and and sports, finding a way to package it into this platform and business, and then be able to vice versa, turn right around and see how I've learned through this space to 
help enhance the way that I show up into the world. So I have just been very blessed to be able to use this platform to help share my knowledge, share what I've learned and lessons I've learned, but more importantly, just create a space where dialogue can happen, reflection can happen, and hopefully some opportunities where people could feel confident in taking steps uh, to talk with one another to see what they can do and utilize the lessons that they've learned to take action in their spaces too. So I thank you for you all rocking with me. I thank you for helping me uh, stay on this, <laughs> stay consistent, keep me accountable in this space and, and allowing me to grow too. So more to come on what that looks like as we get to the end of the episode. But I want to circle back to the lessons of 2020. So there are five lessons, five lessons I'm going to quickly highlight with you all that I have learned throughout this year. The first one being, and I'll go I'll run through all five and then we'll go double back into them. So one, family is still first. Two, you got to stand for humanity. Three, you need to take care of yourself. <laughs> Four, don't be afraid to ask for help. And then five, move with intention. So let's double back. First one, family still first. 2020, as we all talked about for about nine, 10 months of it, we was all at home. <laughs> or I guess maybe shorter than that, depending on some people, how they felt about the pandemic. But for a lot of the uh, the world, we were asked to stay home. We were asked to quarantine. We were asked to practice physical distancing, social distancing, however you want to articulate that. And that in that time, there was a lot that was we were all processing and going forth and, and trying to navigate personally and uh, interpersonally with one another. With For me, knowing that I moved from being, as we all were, at our jobs for eight to nine hours a day, uh, for five days a week, then being home for the weekends and being with family, things of that nature, uh, the flexibility was not as prevalent where the pandemic hit and then boom, everybody's in this house, right? Everybody's either in the garage or in their spare bedroom or in the kitchen while chaos and commotion is happening all around them with family and kids and whatnot. And that was my reality. So my wife and I truly switching gears to be doing the work that we need to do on our day jobs in our respective areas while we have toddlers running around in our household. And for me, still knowing that my family has always, I've always said I, I put my family first and this just was a continuation of that. So for me, being able to uh, navigate my work schedule, navigate my day to day, to be able to take care of my wife and, and the kids and help support their needs whenever there is something happening or being able to shift my schedule so I can focus on them entirely. Or even just the thought of... Um, letting them come out to my work or letting them, you know, I'm in the garage and let them come out here and see me in action and be a part of these uh, Zoom meetings that I'm having with my coworkers and just, you know, to say, hey, here's my kid, you know, it's going to be a couple of minutes, but here they are, you know, and, and just enjoying that. And I, I've, I've enjoyed it being here at this time with my family at the stage that they're in because, you know, we're not going to get this time back. So, I get to watch them grow. I get to be a part of their lives. They see dad, you know, more than just the normal or just the previous times pre-COVID. They get to see me more often. And now and that was fun. So I've enjoyed that. And also just doing whatever I can to say, I'm here. I'm with my family. I'm focused on them. 
and shifting things to the side so that way I can stay attentive to that. So this biggest lesson is that in this season, regardless of the pandemic, my family still comes first and I'm making sure that they continue to stay first regardless of what's going on beyond this household, right? The second thing, stand for humanity. We got to stand for humanity. Not only did we experience just the pandemic for COVID, but there was a lot of the the racial uh, injustice that we, or the heightened racial injustice that we experienced over the summer um, and the civil unrest that we experienced through that. Uh, we had the economic downturn that was a result of the pandemic. We had a lot of protests. We had uh, in the Pacific Northwest and the majority of the Northwest, uh, uh, the West Coast, so wildfires that was occurring. And it was a, it's a prime moment to stand up and say, how do we ensure that the people that are around us are still seen as first, that are still valued, that still have worth, worth in our communities and our societies, and that what we want to do is ensure that they are taken care of from a, a day-to-day perspective, uh, an inner, inner uh, personal relationship, and that making sure that they have what they need, but also systemically, what can we do to make changes as a whole so that these res- these things don't happen again so that way we don't see more unjust killings so we don't see uh, people losing their homes for, for, for the economy or these our unhoused neighbors continuing to be denied access and we don't see more people get sick over COVID what can we do personally to make sure that our fellow neighbors are giving everything that they need to succeed and thrive and survive so standing for humanity was a has been a big call to action in my life to find ways that I can be more aware, find ways to be more vocal, find ways to be more active in those spaces versus just uh, a bystander or somebody who is uh, critiquing without getting in the game and taking action in there and actually using my hands of service to service those. So uh, working to figure out what exactly that looks like or how to continue to move into that space, but more importantly, we got to stand for humanity. We got to stand for the, the life of others and making sure that they have what they need uh, on a physical perspective, as well as spiritual, emotional, uh, relational, all the things that it takes to for a human to be whole and a human to be worthy because uh, they are worthy. They have value in this earth. The third thing, you got to take care of yourself. <laughs> that speaks to me specifically as all these lessons. I am always a go go-getter. I'm somebody who loves to be active and involved in as many things that I can and see a meeting as just another opportunity to connect, right? (laughs) Another opportunity to network, to get to know some people, to get involved. I love to be involved. Pandemic has easily shut that down, slowed my uh, busybodiness down, and really maybe evaluate the busyness that that I was involved with, which I'll speak to at another point. But in the recognizing what is true productivity and what is just busyness, I still felt that I wasn't doing the good enough job of seeing how I'm doing. How am I taking care of my physical health? How am I taking care of my emotions, my, my, my spirituality, my mental, my, uh, all the health, all the health (laughs) spectrums more than just the physical aspect. And setting up parameters so that way I can ensure that throughout my day, week, month, and during the year, and even when trials hit, that I'm doing the necessary precautions to make sure that I am doing well. So that included content creating. It's a joy of mine. I love doing this and being able to do this more. 
reading, uh, journaling, working out, uh, being able to play with my fam, play with my kids and, and play games with my wife or just, you know, just be in conversation and be in relationship uh, with my family, uh, having great conversations with friends and family, you know, things like that, that uh, I had to take a step back and realize what helps me feel good. What helps me feel uh better throughout my day or how do I sustain myself throughout the day? So making sure that not only I decided and developed those protocols and parameters, but I was able to say, know how to say no (laughs) and know how to not put myself in a situation where I wouldn't constantly be at uh, going on E, right? So knowing, and this was a prime season to do that because we all were forced to be home. So figuring out a new rhythm was key and taking care of myself was part of that new rhythm that I feel better about that by just being in the season and being forced to reflect, feel better about what does it look like to take care of myself in this space. The the fourth one, ask for help. So not only as we are trying to figure all this out, right? But there were still some elements that I felt like, okay, I want to take action in, but I just don't know how to do it. And I'm often an observer, observer. So I get a lot of my lessons through watching people and how they react and respond, figure out the system or the structure and they do it and then see what does it look like to implement within my space. So if you looked (laughs) in my uh, podcast library, in my book library, um, my saved videos on YouTube. There's so many how-tos or just looking at people uh, or different people's perspectives and personalities of how they handle things or how they handle a business or lead or take care of their family, whatever. Whatever things that I'm looking to learn about, I, I have libraries of those that I look to study and have been studying and trying to figure out, piece together my blueprint. But then being able to not only do that within myself, for myself, but be able to speak up and say, all right, I got to talk to somebody about this. (laughs) I got to have a conversation with people who've been there before and get their two cents and say, check in it just to see, hey, am I, this is what I've been thinking. What are your thoughts? So being able to lean on those individuals even more so, but then speaking up and saying, hey, I need help in this space. Not trying to be cryptic in the way I question my, me trying to get to exactly where I want to go, but just be like, yo, I need help starting a business. <laughs> I need help learning how to speak, be, be a better public speaker. I need help to, f- to figure out what does it mean when, when we say uh, black lives matter? <laughs> what does it mean when we want to see equitable solutions in our communities? What does it mean that we are uh, diving into a world that we, that, is centered on inclusivity or content creating or whatever, right? You know, so these are just the many questions that I've asked and being able to find those people and go specifically to them and say, how do you do this? <laughs> Help me navigate this well. So for us, knowing that there's a lot that we've experienced and we will continue to experience, asking for help is a good thing. It shows that you want to learn. It shows that you want to grow. So taking the moment to get clear on what it is that you're trying to go towards and what is your hindrance and barriers towards getting there. And then finding those individuals who you can step to and say, I need help to get to this point. Here's what I'm experiencing. Help me get there. How, how can I get there? And not being afraid for critique 
or, uh, or hearing something that may not be what you want to hear, but knowing that's going to help better you moving down the road. So the fifth thing is to move with intention. And what I mean by moving with intent or moving with intention essentially is you have a purpose for every action that you do. I, again, the busyness in myself and thinking I'm being productive, I was everywhere thinking I was moving somewhere. But I don't think I really was moving that far. Or if I was moving, I was moving at a pace that was really slow because I was stretched too thin. I was trying to do all the things and trying to do everything like now, right? <laughs> I know that there's two thoughts with that. One, I still feel that there's a sense of urgency that I place on my shoulders because I know the, limit, the limitedness of life and even just the opportunities that we have and being really good as at seeing an opportunity and seizing the moment and not letting that moment pass you by. I also recognize that there is, you know, not everything has to be done right at the second. <laughs> there are some things that can at least let it develop and grow over time and, and breaking down the big goal into smaller chunks and even uh, many actions day to day that will help build up to the bigger goal would reduce the amount of stress and overwhelm that it takes to get to that point and even helps so focus in on the exact things that need to get done today. So with the pandemic hitting and, and me thinking like, okay, you know, LLC Twitter is all to say, hey, use this pandemic to do all the things you weren't be able to do because you say you didn't have time. You know, you look at your commute, you look at all the things that you used to do. And since you're at home, you've gained five hours a day. So what can you do in that five hours that you can build towards your dream? And since I had like 12 different dreams, <laughs> I was like, OK, yeah, I can do this, this and this. <sighs> I took a hard look over the summer as well. Uh, there was a lot of hard looks in the summer and saying, I want to clearly define where I'm moving towards. And by clearly defining that, breaking it down to a simple steps, so that way I can look at it from a day-to-day -day basis and say, yes, I am moving specifically to this goal, or this particular, I can say yes to this action because it will help me get to this goal, versus just doing all things to please all people, to be everywhere, the, hope, the thinking that's gonna build me up in actionality is just wearing me down. So I, I've been, the, the, the definitions that I've been, or the defining areas that I'm looking to step into gearing towards effective communicating in the spaces of first-gen st uh, students and helping first-gen students be successful in their college and careers, and also looking at building up uh, anti-racist, anti-bias leaders within our institutions. And it's true, those two things are still big, right? They're monumentous, monument monumentous? They're still, large goals to reach, right? And But even then, I feel confident to say, okay, I feel good about stepping into those spaces because these are spaces that I have been developing for myself and want to be a part of those conversations to aid folks who are wanting to step, who are looking to advance in their leadership of being an anti-racist leader uh, or anti-bias leader, and even those students who are looking to be successful in their college and careers, especially the first generation college students. And so since I am seeing myself in those spaces, I'm still navigating exactly how to be an advocate in those spaces, but still I, I moving, the actions that I'm now taking are geared towards that. How will 
reading this book help me in communicating in this space? Or how would writing this book <laughs> help me uh, effectively get footing into this space? Um, and, that's, and that's important. So thinking about the intentions or the, the things that we're wanting to strive towards and make sure that the steps that we take are geared to that, uh, it is vital. And by being in the pandemic, it allowed that opportunity to sit back and think about that more closely and start shedding away the things that really aren't moving in that direction. So those are my five lessons. <laughs> Just, you know, small things, but no, pretty big things of keeping my family first, making sure that continue to stand for humanity, taking care of yourself, asking for help and move with intention. So I want to hear from you. How many things, <laughs> or no, no, scrap that. I want to hear one thing, one thing that you've learned in 2020 that you look to carry forward with you into 2021. I gave you five. I, I'm just asking for one from you because it's important that we take a minute and sit back and think about these things as we're taking those steps. And so for you in these next few days of 2020 that's left, or even as you carry over to 2021, because there's no time limit for <laughs> how long you should be reflecting on the past. And so whenever you're listening to this, whether it is in 2020 or at the beginning of 2021 or in 2022, whatever, what have you learned in this past year? What is something that really you are going to grab hold to that has shaped the way that you see the world, that you see yourself, that you see those that you love and those that you don't know, but you, we, we should love because they are neighbors. And how will that take a hold of your actions as you moved into 2021? So there it is. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, we're still going, all right? Even though I said we got 20 years, two years, <laughs> two years, 70 episodes, we got more episodes coming your way, all right? We got more interviews coming into the podcast. I'm super excited to bring some guests on just to continue to share their knowledge, their lessons, the things that they've learned to help embark and help shape those who are looking to step into their shoes. I'm excited to have more life lessons because <laughs> I'm still living life, right? I have more life lessons to share with you and, and package them in a way to help you take action. And we are on YouTube, y'all. We're on YouTube. For, uh, been on YouTube for, for a minute and now we're promoting it, putting more content onto that space to showcase more ways that you can get, see me in action, <laughs> see the guest in action, and just another way, new way to interact with the content as well. So, I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all rocking with me for these past two years. And we got more years coming. If you uh, please follow me at Ray Devante on all social platforms and as well on YouTube as well. You can find this podcast there and other content of me speaking. And I'm excited to, to share more knowledge in this space. Uh, talk about first gen college student success. Talk about how to be an anti-racist and uh, anti-racist leader for your organization. Talk about how we can continue to make moves in our communities and and continue to build up those individuals that we are that are our neighbors so next episode is going to be all about what 2021 looks like and my perspective for that and for now have a safe very safe new years take care of the low buttons take care of yourself and happy new year talk to you soon peace